What's your passion? What makes you wake up every morning? What keeps you up at night? What values do you believe in? What problems do you want to solve? Lastly, what makes you, you? Hi, this is Jen Kahukom, and welcome to Your Brand, Your Story podcast, where we share stories and conversations about humanness and authenticity. Our guest for today has been cultivating her own self-awareness, self-development, and self-mastery since 2007. She is a multicultural and global leader with 18 years of experience with Nestle, and that's in four countries in three continents, namely Philippines, Thailand, Switzerland, and Middle East, and with responsibilities spanning to over 30 countries. She is a generalist and a specialist at the same time. And she has also shown success in a variety of situations from small businesses and created growth to declining and even dying businesses and put it back on track and creating growth in a mature business. She is now a life coach and business strategy consultant. She believes that enlightened leaders will pave the way for real transformation in the workplace by combining their solid businesses acumen with self-mastery practices. More importantly, she helps in transforming consciousness in business. Let's all welcome Angelica O'Malley. Hi, Angel. How are you? Hi. Hi, Jeanette. I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So yeah, thank you for um, agreeing to do this. So yeah, I know um, you've yes. been busy the past weeks. So yeah. Yes. I'm really yes. glad. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll cut to the chase. Can you tell me something, you know, about yourself, about the work that you do? Um, yeah. Um, just pretty much, yeah, about you and the work that you do. Okay. So, um, well, I would say that the work that I do right now is a synthesis of all my life experiences from the corporate world, um, the things that I have seen with places I traveled and the things I realized about myself. Um, from my own inner search um, and now going outwards to teach the same thing of um, what I have also um, been searching in, in my own life. So with my life coaching and mentoring, I am able to discuss about the hard part of business, which are all the business skills, like all the practical things about strategy and putting your business together to leading teams and as well as the soft side of business, um, which is normally not touched by a lot of people, um, such as the how to really be a leader and treat your team as a human being. And more importantly, also about yourself, because if you understand yourself if you apply um, self-care to yourself if you develop yourself as well until you become a master of yourself then you're able to really guide others in a more genuine way so 
that the life coach that I do um, is synthesizing all the soft skills and the soft side of business that I have learned, as well as the hard side of business, which um, is the business acumen and, and strategy. So I would like to help the leaders and the business heads um, in order that they can govern their business in a, in a real way as well as to put back humanity in business. And I would say that authenticity really comes when you know yourself and you understand yourself. As you uncover the layers of things that are blocking you from understanding who you really are. So with this work, with this kind of transformation, transformational coaching, then you're able to be in a place where you feel really solid and you're able to evolve a day at a time to a higher level of you uh, that you probably never knew existed before. So that's sort of like the kind of work or life mentoring that I do. Um, yeah, for, for anyone who is interested in this kind of work. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just curious, Angel. Um, how is it when you... Um when you let's say um, entertain a client, is it is it do they basically recognize? Uh, I'm I'm referring to um, business leaders specifically, the owners of the companies, the CEOs. Do they immediately recognize that the one that needs to be addressed has something to do with them, or do you have to undergo that process that they have to recognize it first? Well, yeah. yeah, good question. So, so far, most of the people who come to me have been surprised along the way. Let's just say I have a way of making them realize um, the things to themselves. I have an, like an agenda, but so far, I guess when they come to me, they have, you know, symptoms that it's not working or something happened to them on a personal basis that shake their comfort zone. And then I, I try to ask, okay, well, tell me why do you want branding or why do you want a better LinkedIn profile? And then I can see what is really happening. Uh, and sometimes in the process of um, unfolding, I, I say, okay, how about let's do this? And most of my clients uh, are the brave ones who actually want to undergo a, a really intensive self-interrogation, self-awareness. Um, so that I can deliver uh, new results and breakthrough results um, for themselves. The important thing is for them to be on their purpose and not just do any just kind of work. Because if a person is not in their purpose, then it's a, it will fail anyway. If you're just doing it mechanically or if you're doing it for your mom, um, no matter if I give you... Um, a marketing plan that is like a Michelin star or a Porsche, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, it will fail anyway because your your heart is not there. So what normally happens is, well, one, they get shocked with the agenda that they ask me, why is like uh, self-awareness? Because um, they do 360 interviews as well with the people around them and uh, try to understand the person. And, you know, sometimes they get surprised what this has to do with my business planning. And I would say it's like, uh, 
um, like it has everything to do with that because your business in it is an expression of who you are. You know, you don't want to be a machine doing things you don't really like. So that's why it starts with a self. And in the end, they, they actually get it when they see the results, then, um, then they actually like understand the relationship between the self and what they intend to do. That's really great. Yeah. Um, I love that statement when you said that ano, business is really, ano ba yun? parang business is who they are, di ba? Their business is who they are, yes. basically. Yes. 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 So, uh, because... Um, it's an expression. Yes, it's an, it's expression, an expression of who, of who they, they are. are. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because more sometimes they just, I mean, this is just my own take. Sometimes business uh, business owners just need to sort of like go back to the time why they started their business. And because sometimes along the way, the way they, they forget it, right? Because with the, yeah. Yeah, with the revenue That's that they've been receiving and all. So yeah, changes yes. happen. So yeah, um, going back to you and what you do, what is um, what do you think is your purpose? Basically, what what problem is it that you're trying to solve? Is there a bigger problem that you're really trying to solve? That's why you know you're you're doing this. Yeah. So for me, I have determined that um, you know the thing that makes me wake up in the morning is really to transform consciousness in business um, because this is where I have spent a lot of my years um, in life. I have seen the what's missing in business. I have my own anguish about how business can be done. And I have tried to find what is the solution because um, there's a lot of leadership courses um, that I've you know, um, enrolled in left and right, but I really haven't found the solution. But now the solution I have found is to become master of yourself so you can transform your own consciousness and maybe create new things that you haven't um, seen before. Because, you know, when Einstein said, you cannot solve the world's problems with the same mind that created it, I would evolve it to say you cannot solve the world's problems with the same consciousness that created it because consciousness is far beyond the mind. It is a deeper level of understanding. It is a deeper level of intelligence that, um, that when you have it, you just have this new paradigm and perspective that enables you to treat the same things in a different way. I love it. Another thing, I just would want to know your, your take on this. I mean, you've been with um, um, traditional businesses and then you're now, um, you're now a social entrepreneur. What's your take on the, the brick and mortar businesses as far as how they, they, they operate and how you think they should you know, improve more? And also... Um, in contrast to that, what is also your take on the startups, which is uh, mostly run by millennials, which, by the way, is, you know, um, I've, for the most part, I've talked to a lot of millennials and they're, they call themselves really the, um, the purpose-driven generation. So 
I mean, if if they were to let's say um, to follow, you know, to follow what you teach them, what do you think um, should they improve on? It's like kasi parang one is missing. What the other one has, the other is missing. If you get what I'm saying. So what have you observed so far in two contrasting types of businesses run by two different generations as well? Okay, so when you say brick and mortar, are you referring to big businesses run yes, by the corporate? Like the, yes, no, the corporate okay, giants. The other generation, yes, older yes, generation, yes, or yes. my generation, yes, para lang mas may contrast, yes. Sige. Okay. Um. Well. Hmm. What I would say. Um. I think that the people in the older generation that I represent, and even older, um, have the business acumen. Um, that's why they have driven a lot of the businesses right now. Right. And, um, and they have the seniority and experience in that area. So, you know, if you want to develop good efficiency and effectivity, it's great to learn from that system, from that school of thought. So that's what it, it, uh, it brought to the business world. Now, the, that's a good part of the seasoned business people and the peers that I that I know. Um, what is missing and what can further be developed is the, I would say, human human centered leadership, um, so that they are able to do their own introspection. They are not very well versed about inwards, going inwards, about um, losing their ego in order to address what is their imperfection and able to shepherd their people, their team, in a more humane way is what I would say. Um, for the millennials, you know, I, I also see them as like on a soul level. The younger ones are said to have more uh, advanced souls. Um, so while they are younger in age, they have more advancement from a soul level and, you know, um, it has like, you know, the, the, the evolution of humanity has made it that way. And so this is the reason why they are, are higher. They have higher standards in terms of what they expect in the business world. So yeah, as you say that they cannot work without a purpose and that is because they have more advanced souls looking for more depth in just hitting the numbers and just doing market share building exercise, which the senior people, uh, senior in age, are good at. So for the millennials or the younger generations, I would say they have the heart but they lack the experience that the senior people have. So in on contrast, if you have all the, um, all the intention without experience, you cannot, you cannot also run a good business, right? So you need a combination of both. I would say these are two levers, two balance points that one needs in, able, in order to be able to navigate a new kind of 
business world, you need to have your, you know, humane part of you and you need to have your, your skill set with you to be able to run the show and uh, have a, a different kind of business that we need during these times. Yes, yeah, I, I do agree for the most part on, on that aspect where, you know, a lot of our big corporations need to, uh, you know, reflect and think and be, uh, yeah, be more um, human-centered. So, yeah, and I, I resonate so much with that. Um, it's, like, uh, it's like the other one is driven by ambition and the other one is driven by purpose. So that's, that's yes. the insight that I'm getting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's also for their own generation's need and purpose yes. at that time. And that's yes. how they evolve to be right now. Right, right. And yeah, let's go back to Anna, to Angel. Was there ever okay. a time, I mean, during, during the, um, it could either be an event in your life when you were still in the corporate setting or, or now that after you've left corporate, I mean, was there ever a time when you wanted to achieve or have something and you know it was going to be difficult, but still did it anyway? Yeah, many times. <laughs> so I'll choose one, I guess. Um, wow. Well, okay. Um, I'm normally the type of person who understands what trade-offs mean. And I usually have a long-term point of view all the time. So when I wanted to be uh, in my younger years, <laughs> like 20s, um, I, well, even before that, I also had a lot of, you know, a lot of instances in my head, but I wanted to be a brand manager. That was like what I wanted to be fresh out of college. And, um, at that time, Nestle was, um, uh, having a program, the, the marketing trainee program, which actually, um, exposes the trainees to, uh, to like more of the real life setting, not just the education part of, you know, all your grades and all that high grades, high level of grades. This one at that time was about like being street smart. So we were asked to be salesmen for like a year and a half before you did the marketing part. And um, the job of sales is to be in the field and to actually sell products, be street smart and see how you navigate things. Um, so I became a truck saleswoman for six months. That was my first assignment and um, a very new role. Uh, at that time, uh, the company just bought the confectionery business, meaning the chocolates business, and had no experience in selling it. So at that time, our job was to find out which channels that um, these products would be uh, a match, which was way different from you know, from in, in store products, like, or in home products, such as coffee and your, your beverages and things like that. It required a different mindset, like out of home channels, like cinemas. So I got busy with the field and doing truck salesman work and, and, um, how do you say getting my hands dirty, um, eating on the street, like, well, there's nothing wrong with these. It's just that I wasn't 
used to that. So it was a certain comfort level or discomfort level that, you know, sort of like uh, sh uh, shook you to the core. And then we were sent to provinces. I never had a province. And it was my first time to live outside on my own, like a 20-ish. So um, that was very new to me. So, and as well as, you know, navigating and driving myself in like fields and fields of sugarcane with only my map and finding out how to get to the clients and how to close a sale and to continue the relationship that the, the, the company had with these people who are longstanding customers. So those were all new for me. And I said, well, I just point or point my eyes toward the prize, which is my ultimate goal. So after all this, then, you know, I got to be a seasoned brand manager because I, I got my hands dirty and I knew what happened um, on the sales field. So it taught me how to be more grounded in my ideas. And it doesn't mean that the book idea is different from what works in real life. So it grounded a lot, the education part of learning with experience. And I feel that that really honed even my character, uh, the way I deal with people also to that level um, as I began my, my career and have a solid foundation for the marketing bit. So, and I've done it many times to different sort of times when you had to start another thing. There were many things. Um, even when I got expatriated, my first expatriation to Thailand, it was a dying business for like five years that nobody cracked, was able to crack. And going there is my first time handling another culture, um, a culture where you had to be old to be a boss. And like, you know, being young and also like a female is something that they haven't fathomed like how what can we learn from this person right because they were never colonized they were never used to having another culture like um teaching them or telling them what to do so that was also a challenge but i had my eyes fixed on my goal uh which is to be really solid in my own business experience gain uh, knowledge with different cultures push myself in this new level of comfort. So until I learned how to navigate a new culture, leading a new culture, uh, leading a new team with biases against you, um, learning how to let them realize about your own strengths coming from another culture and how they can also appreciate your diversity, things like that. And I think every chapter of my life had this consistently. So because every, I think I would say most of my challenges, most of my career were challenging uh, experiences. And even when I went to the Middle East, I got assigned there after Switzerland. Um, Switzerland for me was fairly easy, but some people found it difficult. I guess that was my own comfort zone. But then I got assigned again to a Middle, to Middle East handling 13 countries where I was the first Filipina in senior management. So it was again something new. It's like, okay, um, I'm, I'm young. I'm the only woman. I come from Philippines. 
and it's not heard of in this part of the world um, to be in a senior leadership position um, when they only know of, um, of the Filipinos uh, as having a, a more of the in the you know the the service hospitality role so being in senior leadership also required a lot of like credibility and anyway I look quite young so that's another like okay what does she know so but that as well didn't stop me my my countries were a little bit difficult um, being Filipino we're not used to having wars like but I got um, I was traveling um, fairly to Lebanon Syria you know um, to these countries I have never seen like war-torn countries before so I saw them before my eyes um, that was tough from a human point of view and a business point of view and I also traveled to Saudi Arabia where a woman cannot go anywhere without a man so I needed a corporate escort there because it's the first time they're having a woman needing to work and things like that so you know, I wore the abaya, I, I tried to have meetings when it's not allowed to talk to a man. Um, so, you know, trying to push the borders of what is possible in a culture given my work, because I needed to see the country and understand for myself what is the business challenge. So Middle East was really tough also because um, of the situation there. So as you can see, my degree of what um, challenges have evolved from a micro perspective to an even bigger perspective when you talk about world events and um, real deep human issues um, and seeing injustices that are around you like you know things like that so it challenges you and um, causes you to search on a different level so i just again put your focus on the goal on your main goal and where you want to be and just take these challenges as humps you know humps you need to encounter new skills you need to develop new comfort zones you need to challenge yourself until you come to a new 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 level of comfort zone and so that brings you to your next level of development basically as, as the more you hurdle all of these, the wider your scope of comfort zone will be. And then it becomes common sense to you um, eventually. Right. Was this, um, was this the tipping point when you decided that, you know, I think because you've, you've already seen a lot from, from different cultures, different countries, and you've seen how, you know, how, how businesses operate. I guess what I'm trying to, to ask is um, what was the tipping point that made you realize that you need to um, to start another chapter outside mm. of corporate? <laughs> um, wow. So it sounds like a simple question, but it's a profound question. <laughs> um, so, well, you know, there's no like one tipping point. I would say the tipping point happens like small little knocks. Right. And then right. when you don't listen, it becomes a bigger, um, how do you say, <laughs> a bigger knock. 
uh, and then if you don't listen, then it becomes a real shout and um, until it has a big bump on your head. So I would say that um, by the time I decided to leave corporate was a series of small little things that manifest itself like a jerk of incidences that like jerk you to like, oh my gosh, like I learned a little bit there, I learned a bit here. It was more of a, a soul lesson. It wasn't really, it wasn't really the corporate world. It's really your own journey as a soul. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, let's see, I've had a series of wake up calls from, because I also ask a lot of, of uh, questions and life questions and I get the answer. So when I have these like life answers, then I don't blame anyone. So I came from having a near death experience in Dubai um, to when my car stopped in the middle of the highway from 140 kilometers per hour to zero in just less than five seconds. So it was, you know, a time when um, I, I knew how it was to live in seconds and what seconds mean, what they really mean. And so that was, let's say, wake up call number one. And then you evolve, you evolve, you introspect, you introspect. And then I got back to Philippines after seven years of expatriation. And, um, I had, I started to develop my health challenges then um, when one day I had a, a meeting after flying five countries in two weeks. I think I was exhausted or that was the height of my exhaustion from the many years of like a hectic lifestyle. Um, so one day I was having a meeting and then I just, my mind just went blank. Um, I looked normal but my head couldn't have any thoughts. It wasn't capable of thinking anymore. It just stopped and I was blank and I'm not sure people understood what was going on. So I just closed the meeting and I said, oh, well, mm, since I can't think, I can't even check emails, even if I had time. So it was 4.30 p.m. and it was still early. And so I just said, okay, I went home and I said, all right, so, I looked up there and I said, hmm, well, you took away the very thing that, you know, the companies pay me to do, which is to decide. And so now you win and I will listen. So, so that was wake up call number two. And I went on the emergency room and the doctor said, you know, consider this as your wake up call, ma'am. So a doctor had to spell out for me. So I started to think I was like, sort of my health was deteriorating. Um, Like I had so many diagnoses and so many medicines that tried to address different things that weren't there. Like all my blood tests were normal, but nobody could explain um, what was a diagnosis. And I was also evolving as a person, I guess, as a soul. Um, I was in senior management and um, privy to a lot more confidential information and um, having a vantage point of 
you know, looking at upwards and seeing who is inspiring here, maybe the top 10%, like, you know, when you're up in the clouds, you look for inspiration, but there was no one. I found no one. And I said, hmm, what happened there? So um, I had my own evolution, things and practices that bothered me, um, which didn't bother other people. And so I thought I was going crazy. And um, yeah, so one day I, we uh, went to, um, to a social enterprise like organization um at that time it was gawad kalinga and it was trying to educate people about a new way of business of doing business which is a social enterprise which like i think i found my gem when i got there i was like so happy like my friends were like what has happened to you so that like catapulted this little spark of light that said hmm okay, I, I, I'm normal. Like there's some explanation to the things that I believe in, even though it's not a majority. So I'm still normal <laughs> and I was so happy. And maybe that made everything fall into place in a sense of um, like a, a, new, a new light at the end of the tunnel to see, oh, what am I feeling and what do I believe in? Um, and some people believe it, and I'm not crazy, so let me take that direction. And at that time, I just said, well, everybody's entitled to their own way of doing business, entitled to their own values, um, doesn't make them wrong. I just decided to do a different path, so I decided to pursue that path because I guess, I don't know, when is the time that you can say, I evolve my values, you can't find, you can't have a, you know, one defining moment, but it's your day-to-day -day inner work that will, I was already doing coaching work. I was, I, meaning I, I asked for a life coach to help me have awareness and being on my own out there and how I can manage to, to be solid enough to, to weather all the challenges, whether it's about war, it's about, you know, injustice, inequality of the world, whether it's about my team, my own leadership, and not putting my issues to my team. So all of those, like I started to do some work, trying to try many different things, but I guess evolution is a constant gradual thing and your own transformation until you get to a point where all your work just pays off and then you have that one spark that will ignite your next step, I would say. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't know actually um, that, that you were diagnosed yeah, before. But yeah, I'm still, I'm glad to know that you're okay. You're okay. But I mean, now that, I mean, we, we now more have, you know, Gawad Kalinga and other social enterprises. How do you feel now? How do you feel now that there are a lot more social enterprises? I mean, what, um, mm -hmm. if, if you could predict, I mean, the, uh, if you could predict the, the landscape of social enterprise, I mean, what, what can you say about it? Um, well, I'm glad that there's a sector of business people wanting to have a change, a genuine change. 
measuring mm-hmm. social good as another key performance indicator and not just profits. So the, from where I came from, it's normally profits. Um, I'm grateful for the people who are, who are attempting to change the system and attempting to introduce new things because that's also, um, you know, a, a brave thing to do because it's already hard to do a business and what more social enterprise when, you know, other new performance indicators are, are, are in, you know, are added um, and more on a social good. So you need to have um, the tenacity to withstand, um, you know, when, when, of course, when you need money urgently or if when your stockholders want the money and the returns, you need to have the right people to partner with you because otherwise the investors will be the same sharks that want the profit like tomorrow. Then you lose your long-term goals and then it becomes short-term thinking and then you sacrifice everything for the sake of profit. Mm. So I'm grateful for the people who are who have trying to do it every day but what i see is that they need help in a in um their own self i mean as i said you know navigating your business is tough and the second one is keeping the values that can still entitle it to become a social enterprise because you know values can have a price tag how can you be sure that at $20 million, you're doing the right thing, right? So you need your own solidity. You need, for me, an anchor to your soul. So you will guide, be guided at all times. You will have this really solid thing that people cannot describe. And you will be, let's say, a formidable force for doing social good. But that requires inner work. I can't say that I'm like this without inner work, right? It's like I, I can be pushed in all directions and all sides if I didn't have a strong, solid core um, to guide me. And um, when faced with tough situations, uh, you need to have a solid anchor to guide you to your purpose and not waver. Right, right. Okay, this is really interesting. Yeah, I'm down now to my last two questions. So, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if you were to describe yourself in one word, what would that word be? Hmm. Oh, well, I guess pur- purposeful would be the word um, because for me, I take a lot of. Um, time and effort to do the things that are on purpose, that are my purpose. Um, so I don't waste time. I don't do long, long way. I take the right way um, to be on my purpose. And I find efficiency and effectivity in doing that. So I don't waste time, um, resources, um, doing other things that are not on purpose. And at the same time, it gives you the return on your investment or your satisfaction or ultimately your own fulfillment, which is not, you know, the, it's not payable by money. So it's even more rewarding. Right. And once all is said and done, how would you like to be remembered? 
Hmm. Um, I'm sort of a private person. <laughs> so, so I don't have this big thing that, oh, okay, you have announcement board that I would like you to remember me like this, but maybe I, what I want to achieve, like, um, before I pass or exit, um, is I would have wanted to achieve, I mean, people can think what they want to think and, um, but maybe what I want to, to achieve, um, um, before I exit is, um, a large number of souls that I have touched from a soul level, um, having their own evolution, having their own breakthroughs, and getting into their purpose um, with the work that we have done together. Thank you. Thank you so much, Angel. Thank you for sharing your um, life experience so that people would better understand about purpose and authenticity. I, those are mostly my takeaways from you. Okay, thank you so okay. much. Great. Thank you, Jeanette. And I hope that I have helped serve your audience for this um, past uh, hour. And, um, well, get in touch if you want to know more and if anybody wants to work together. Um, if you believe in the same thing, um, get in touch. Um, there are no rules. Everything is, is can be defined together, can be painted together. And um, if you have the same, you're running in the same direction, it's easy to, to do the work. So thank you very much. And, and I hope you also have um, a great time in pursuing your own purpose. And um, yeah, I wish you all the best, Jeanette. Yeah. And by the way, yeah, please, if, you know, um, companies, yeah, organizations would want to get in touch with you, do you have a website or an email address where they can reach you? Yeah, so they can email me at angelica at angelicaumali.com. So that's angelica at angelicaumali.com. Okay, there you have it, folks. Thanks again, Angel. Okay, thanks, Jeanette. Thank you for listening to today's episode. This has been your brand, your story. Stories and conversations about humanness and authenticity. And I'm your host, Jen Kahukong. Do you have a story to share? Send me a message by visiting my website at jenkahukong.asia.